Welcome back to Caffeinated Bible Chatter. I'm Kylo Shields. I'm sitting here with Dylan Brown. We actually have two extra people in the room right now. Yeah, we uh, do. <laughs> I want to say something, y'all, to our listeners. If we seem a little distracted, it's because we have two ladies in here that don't take this near as seriously as me and Big Kai do. They don't realize the far-reaching gospel that this is this podcast is presenting. That's right. Right now, my wife is laughing as though the gospel is a joke. <laughs> okay? They don't take it seriously. So, y'all give us a little grace. And if y'all yes. hear some random, some random noises, please know that our setting is different than normal. We're not in our normal studio, a.k.a. my garage. And uh, we are in Charleston, South Carolina. We'll explain that here in a minute. But y'all give us a little grace. This one may sound a little different than, than normal. Yes. So I actually don't know where this episode's going to go today. We'll, we'll find out as we go along. Uh, but we are taking a break on this one from our series we've been doing with all the, the end time stuff going on. Uh, we're supposed to be doing a Going Into Eternity yes. uh, podcast, but that, that will come soon. Yes. Um, but with all that's been going on, we're, we're taking a break from that. We're trying to get one, get one in over here in South Carolina. Right. Um, and if you follow us on Facebook, I did post a picture of us recording in the room. We tried to post that, but there's a lot of beeping noises, a bunch of nurses walking in. And I fell asleep. <laughs> and, and Dylan fell asleep, so there's about 20 minutes of silence. <laughs> so uh, That was Kyle's best opportunity to have the mic all to himself, and he didn't take advantage of it. No. I literally saw with song logs. Yeah, and I don't know how to edit these things, so it's true. We, uh, we can't post that one. Maybe we'll post it as a draft on Facebook or something. Right. <laughs> but, all right. I guess let's yeah. get into this. So, where have we been? Why have we not been posting? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, I did say that we're in Charleston, South Carolina. We're not in the Atlanta area where we live. And that is because we do like Charleston, but it's not. that's not why. Uh, we went to Myrtle Beach for our family vacation. We had all intentions of recording while we were in Myrtle Beach. And uh, we had some crazy circumstances. Uh, I passed out or something like that. Didn't was not alert. Uh, they took me to the hospital. I was life flighted to Charleston. You, what's it called, Tori? It's your mm-hmm. chance to be on the mic. Musc Musc Hospital in Charleston uh, because they could treat what I had going on the best, um, which was essentially that I got meningitis and it got into my brain, which I guess I'm not really sure what, what meningitis is. That may be meningitis for everybody, but that was my meningitis. Um, and so it got to my brain. I had to have surgery where they took out a bunch of stuff in my sinuses. I got a sinus infection that turned into meningitis to my brain. It actually ate through some of my skull base and got into my brain. And, uh, yeah, that's about, the, that's about the extent that I know of it, okay? Um, everybody else knows a little bit more than I do. I know that I was unconscious and asleep for about 14 days, I think. Hold on. 12. 12 days, what my wife said. She's listening, acting like she's not, but she's listening. For 12 days, I was unconscious. Got some of my best sleep I've ever gotten. And, uh, and then they did surgery during that time. They cleared out all my sinuses. They actually did a surgery where they went up through my nose with a robot and took out all the 
infection that was in my sinus cavity. Um, so it was a wild deal. Uh, I started having headaches really bad before, on our way to Myrtle Beach. Um, so you'd ask, well, why did you still go? Well, I don't know, to be honest. Other than I believe, I believe God directed our path for us to still go so that I could get to you C-M-S-C. M-U-S-C. M-U-S-C hospital, okay? I, look, I'm going to tell you all something. The nurses asked me 30 times what the name of the hospital was, and I just kept saying, we're in a hospital in Charleston. Because I just, I just could not get that hospital. There's so many letters that just didn't go together. Uh, so there you have it. Um, so it, it was just crazy. So what we're really going to talk about today is uh, God's plan for our life or the will of God. And while we talk about that, well, because in the crazy circumstances that I've just recently gone through, it was really unusual. <clears throat> my, my health scare was unusual. They thought there was one other situation like mine in the whole world. Um, but then the doctor, that my ENT that did the surgery on me, he actually talked to that doctor after my surgery and, and realized that the same lady that had my same problem she actually had trauma before that happened, which caused that to happen. I had no trauma. So uh, I'm just a freak. I don't know. I'm not really sure. But um, taste in the world. That's right. <laughs> so God really did direct my, my path and my circumstances to get me to MUSC. So we went to, we, we went to Myrtle Beach, even though I knew better than not to. Um, I guess I should say this, too. Before we went to Myrtle Beach, I started having headaches the week before our vacation. Well, the morning we were heading to Myrtle Beach, me and Tori went to a local hospital near where we live, and they did a CAT scan. Because my what happened is I was having headaches the whole week before, and then the, the morning before we left for vacation, I woke up and my eye was facing in. Like to this day, I still look like a cross-eyed, <laughs> a cross-eyed fool. I'll tell you right now, if you looked at me, you would think my IQ is a six. Okay. I look like a cross-eyed fool. And if you follow us on Facebook, you've seen some awesome videos with me wearing an eye patch uh, and all that good yeah. stuff. It's really it. And, and Dylan actually hates that he's telling you all this because now everybody knows he's wearing that eye patch because of an infection. That's right. I, I didn't get in a fight. Yeah. I yeah. told him I'd tell people he got in a fight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's, there's this guy on Instagram who's a big workout guy, and he is wearing an eye patch as well that looks just like mine. And I was telling people, like, Look, I'm being this guy for Halloween. And he actually hurt his from doing face pulls in the gym. I was like, man, that sounds so much better than having a fungus in my facade. <laughs> so I'm a little upset about that. But uh, I'll tell that story differently to my kids when they get older. Um, but so the Lord directed us up here. He got me in a hospital that had a doctor. There's only two doctors in the world that has messed with something like this. And I was dealing with one of them, or I was dealing with one of them that knew another doctor that dealt with this. So that's really a crazy thing. It really is, if you, if you think about it. Because if I would have stayed home and went to a local hospital, um, man, there's no telling what they... Like, I'll be honest. When they first called 911 when we were in Myrtle Beach, we, are, we were in Dirty Myrtle, but they all thought I overdosed. Like, I've never taken a drug in my life or taken a sip of alcohol in my life. And they, they were like, how much did he have to drink? And my parents were like, he don't drink. And they were like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. But like, it really was just a freak thing. And so I say all that to say this, God does speak to us through his word, of course, first, uh, you know, primarily as we always talk about. He speaks to us through church leadership. 
but he also speaks to us and directs us through our circumstances. Um, and I want to give you an example of that in the Word of God, and then we'll just kind of start diving into it. But Kyle, you want to go to uh, Colossians chapter 4? Yeah. For what? Uh, read for chapter 4, verse... Um... We'll see. Read verse uh, 7 through 10. Colossians. Did you talk about Archippus in that? Uh, toward the end, yeah. Okay, yeah, read 7 through 10. All right. All my state shall, wow, these are names, Tychicus, declare unto you who is a beloved brother and a faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord, whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose, that he might know your estate and comfort your hearts. Does this sound right? Uh-huh. With Onesimus a faithful and beloved brother who is one of you, they shall make known unto you all things which are done here. Or, wow. Aristarchus, yep. my fellow prisoner, saluteth you and Marcus, sisters, son to Barnabas, touching whom you received commandments. If he came, wow. If he come unto you, receive him. Just a verse 10. Archimus um, is actually down in, oh gosh, all the way at the end. Okay, yeah, read verse uh, 16, 17. Yeah. And, and when this epistle is read among you, cause that it be read also in the church of the Laodiceans, and that ye likewise read the epistle from Laodicea, and say to Archippus, Take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. The salutation by the hand of me, Paul, remember my bonds, grace be with you. Amen. So this is why I go there, because this is a great example in Scripture of the three ways that God directs our path that I just mentioned. Okay, God, first and foremost, he directs our path through the word of God. It's a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. So how do we know that God's directing Archippus' path through the word of God? Well, because Paul is, is writing scripture at this point. It's a letter to the church in Colossae, but it's scripture. I mean, we're reading it as scripture. It was, it was, God, it was Holy Spirit inspired. Okay, so he's being directed through scripture. Secondly, Archippus is being directed through church leadership. Why do I say that? Well, because Paul was a leader in the church of Colossae. So the backdrop of this whole story is that Paul was kind of pastoring the church, if you will. He planted the church in Colossae. He's sort of pastoring the church, if you will. Well, Paul is leaving and he's going to Rome, okay? So he needed somebody else to take over the cares of the church. He needed somebody else to become the pastor. So he tells them, hey, tell Archippus to take heed to the ministry that he was given. Well, the ministry is pastoring this, this church in Colossae. Okay, and then thirdly, we see that, that God is directing Archippus through his circumstances. Well, his circumstances are he's the guy that's there and Paul is ha- being forced to leave. Okay, so I say that because like in my situation, uh, it's actually crazy to say, but I actually, there were moments, from what I hear, I was asleep during all this, but from what I hear, there were moments when I was in the hospital when it was actually really bad. And it would be easy to think, well, why did God allow this? Yada, yada, yada. Okay, but obviously God is not done with, like from, from a personal standpoint, God is not done with me. He's got, he's got a purpose for me. I mean, he's got a purpose for everybody that's living and breathing. But he's got a purpose for me because he, he allowed me to make it through that situation. 
And here I am still alert, sipping on coffee, talking into the mic, like, like, good, like good old times. And so he has, a, he has a purpose for me. He has a purpose for all of us. So that's really what we're talking about today is what is God's plan for our life? What is God's will for our life? Because uh, there's actually a quote. Man, what did I do with my phone? There's actually a quote that I told Kyle and the two women that are in this room with us right now. I, I, I quoted this earlier to him. And it's a quote by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. It's a great name. But this is what Dietrich said to want the will of God. He said, being a Christian is less about cautiously avoiding sin than about courageously and actively doing God's will. And that really is the case. Like, the Christian life is about obedience unto the Lord and then full foot on the gas going after what it is God wants us to do with our life. That's what really that's what real living is. And and so this whole circumstance that I've been through over the last month uh, has really reminded me of that and sort of supercharged me in that direction and got me motivated in that. And uh, and what it, what all this has really taught me, my wife actually asked me a couple of days ago, what's the biggest thing you've learned from all this? And I actually said that I don't have to have everything figured out. Normally in the past, when I had a health scare, by the way, nothing close to what I just went through, like I would be alert. But if I had a health scare, I would try to have everything figured out. Matter of fact, like right before we went, to, I started to say this earlier and then I forgot. But before we went up to Myrtle Beach, I went to a local hospital, had a CAT scan, and they found the mass they eventually did surgery on at NUSC. Well, they thought it was a tumor. So, I mean, naturally, we're on the way to Myrtle Beach, and I think I've got brain cancer or something, like for real. And so my first reaction is, i got to have everything figured out. Well, okay, it ended up not being a tumor. It ended up being a different kind of mass. Uh, I didn't even wasn't even alert for any of the process when they got it all fixed. My point is, I learned I don't have to have anything figured out. I've just got to truly, which this sounds so Christianese and cliche, but I learned that I truly just have to surrender it to Christ. And so that really is how we get to the center of God's will anyway, is, is through surrender. Um, so Big Cat, you want to go to Romans chapter 12 and read those two verses that we were talking about? Yeah. And if you know anything about the will of God or hear people preach on the will of God, then Romans 12, 1 and 2 is probably something you've already thought about. They're very popular, common verses. But it tells us one of the ways we get in the center of God's will. Yeah, Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So right there, we see that God obviously does have a will for our life. And he shows us that there, it, it's conditional. There is something that we can do or sometimes not do that will put us or keep us from God's will. Okay, now there obviously is some things, some people differentiate it by the will of God versus the plan of God. Whatever, you can do whatever you want with that. But what we know is God does have a, have a perfect will for our life. And one of the things that we believe about Romans 12 too is that it actually gives three different wills of God there. Not that God has three different plans for us necessarily, but based on our obedience to verse 1 and verse 2, 
based on our obedience to that, we find ourselves in different levels of how close we are to, to his perfect will. So obviously the perfect will of God, that's doing exactly what God wants us to do in his timing when he wants us to do it. The acceptable will of God is something that is going to be acceptable at the judgment seat of Christ, but it's maybe not exactly when and where God wants us to make things happen. And then the good will of God, we, we would say, is, you know, just kind of a good old boy. You know, kind of in Laodicea, they don't cuss, they don't chew, they don't run with those who do. And why are you laughing? My wife thinks I'm hilarious in this podcast show. Um, <laughs> I am pretty funny. And, uh, but that's the good will of God. You know, like, oh, well, she's a good boy. She's a good girl. She just, uh, you know, she, she don't read her Bible every day, but she don't, she don't, you know, mess around with no boys or whatever, you know, whatever that means. Okay. Well, we obviously want to be in God's perfect will. And so the way that we do that, according to this text, is we have to present our bodies a living sacrifice every single day. So that's, that's surrender. That's saying, Lord, my life is yours. I'm dead. I surrender it to you today. Take it. Do with it what you will. And the second part of this contingency is we need our mind renewed. We need it not conformed to the world, but we need it transformed by the renewing of our mind, which is putting our mind inside the mind of Christ, which is the Word of God, and allowing the mind of Christ to dictate and to lead us and to guide us and to direct our thinking. So, that's what God's called us to. So, if I'll be honest with you. When I had first went to the hospital and they told me they found a mass, I remember being on the way to Myrtle Beach, and I told the Lord in prayer several times, Lord, I have applied Romans 12, 1 and 2 to my daily life the best that I know how. Like maybe there's a better way I could have done it, but if I'm honest with you, Lord, I've applied it and consecrated myself to you the best way that I know how. So my life is yours. Like whatever you seek to do, I don't have control over. I just give it to you. Like my life is yours. And to be honest with you, that gave me a, a strange peace in the midst of that of that beginning of that trial. Now, I didn't know what all was coming down the chute. If I had known what was coming down the chute, I probably would have been nervous. Um, but it did give me a strange peace. Like I remember telling Tori, we were on the way to Myrtle Beach, and I told her that I wasn't fearful, and I quoted that verse. And then I cried, and I got real embarrassed. I cried in front of my wife, and I cried in front of my mother one-on-one. And that, those were really embarrassing moments for me. So y'all pray for me. Um, <laughs> But that was something that really did give me peace because at the end of the day, that's what I was telling Tori. At the end of the day, the word of God's true or it's not. Like I can't do a podcast. I can't preach. I can't teach. I can't do these things. And then when crap hits the fan, go, yeah, I just don't know what to think or what to do. Like I got to go back to the place that the source that I'm trying to give everybody else. Like it's either applicable and real for my life too, or it's a waste of time. It's nowhere in the middle. And so that is how we get into uh, the center of God's will. So we obviously know that God has a will and a plan for our life. Some things are obvious, like one verse says, be thankful for this is the will of God. So please don't do that while we're recording. My wife just sneezed, y'all. I'm sorry. She's uncontrollable. My goodness. Um, 
she's doing the elephant thing right now. We, we've tried to teach her about the elephant thing with the, the finger blow the nose. Um, but, let's see, what was I looking up? She's jolting the whole couch with her laughs right now. Let's see. Um, get out of here. Go in another room. She's, she's holding that laugh in great. <laughs> Alright, anyway. John 3.16. For God so loved no, I'm teasing. We're a little loose of you tonight, y'all. We're recording different setting, different house. Not even our house. Great people are letting us stay here. Um, anyway. So, what was I saying? Some some things that is God's will is very obvious for our life, okay? So like uh, one verse says, be thankful for this is the will of God concerning Christ Jesus. Okay, that's obvious. Like we need to be thankful. So like don't go searching for the mysterious will of God if you're going to be unthankful the rest of your life. Like that's, that's stupid. Like be thankful because it's very clear. One verse says, avoid fornication for this is the will of God. Okay, don't go searching for the deep will of God if you're going to shack up with your boyfriend or girlfriend. It's a waste of time. It really is. Like, obey the simple commands that are the will of God. But we obviously know what normally, as, you know, at least us Baptists, when we talk about the will of God, we're normally talking about the mysterious will of God. Like, what is God, what is he doing behind the scenes that we can't see? You know, that kind of, like, who does he want me to marry? Who do, what, what church does he want me to go to? What, uh, who does he want me to tell about Jesus today? You know, all those kinds of things. So, uh, there's simple things, but then there's also some things that, that are a little bit more mysterious. And so, that brings me to, Big Cat, you want to go to Esther 4? Esther 4.14? So, I, I, we quoted to you Romans 12.2 earlier about the way we get into the center of God's will. Well, then I wanted to remind you that, are you okay? Are you okay? Your first audition on this podcast, it's going bad. <laughs> She's nervous on the mic, y'all. But my wife. Um, what was I saying? This is going to be terrible. Um, I'm he's, sorry to our listeners. I'm sorry to our listeners. Um, he's fired up, Lee. That's right. <laughs> So, what? Esther 4.14? Esther 4.14. Yeah, go ahead. Read. So this is, so I said the Archippus was directed by circumstances. So I want you to take a zoom, okay, as a listener, I want you to take a zoomed out view of your life. I want you to look at your circumstances. I want you to look at where you work. I want you to look at uh, who you come in contact with on a day-to-day basis. All those things. And then, I want you to apply Romans 12, 2 to your life. Romans 12, 1 and 2. He wants us to present our bodies as a living sacrifice and to renew our mind in the Word of God. Okay, now Esther 4, 14 says this. Esther 4, 14. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou in thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Okay, really I'm trying to hone in on that phrase, for such a time as this. So if you know about the story of Esther, she uh, ended up you know, becoming queen. And her uncle Mordecai was heavily involved in all that. It was a crazy story, crazy situation. But she was there. Those people were there, placed there 
for such a time as this specifically. Okay, so again, take a step back, analyze your own life. We're talking about what is God's plan for your life? What is God's will for your life? Okay, God has you where he has you. God has me where he has me at a time and place for a specific reason for such a time as this. Now, normally that's such a time as this. The, the, the reason is because he wants you to evangelize. He wants you to invest the word of God into souls around you, all those kind of things. Okay, But it doesn't change the fact that he has placed you and directed your path for such a time as this. Same thing for me. Okay, So, that's Esther 4.14. Um, let's see. That's all I got. All right, let's pray. Let's <laughs> uh, this was going to be a little shorter, y'all. I'll be honest, a little more. A little more uh, we got the women in here and all kind of stuff. So, um, so, so that's really what it comes down to. Okay. You got to ask yourself, to the best you know how, are you in the center of God's will for your life? Okay, again, let me help you. If there's some simple commands in Scripture that you're not obeying, or that I'm not obeying, I can go ahead and confidently say I'm not in God's perfect will. If I'm not thankful, I'm not in God's perfect will. If I'm living in fornication, which I'm not, praise God, I'm married, then I'm not living in God's perfect will. Okay? But if I'm obeying God, I'm living obediently as I know how to, I'm getting in the Word of God on a daily basis, I'm surrendering my life via prayer, on a daily basis, as Romans 12.1 talks about, then I can begin to analyze, okay, God, hey, direct my path, direct my steps, direct my circumstances, because you have me here for a reason. You have me where you have me for such a time as this, because you can work out what I can't. You can figure out what I can't figure out. You can connect me with people that I wouldn't even know how to connect with. And that's what God does. That's what God specializes in. Okay, even in Romans 12, 1 and 2, I want you to notice that he says, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the, renewing of, by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It never says that we actually place our own selves in the will of God. God does that. We just prove it. We just continue to respond in obedience and allow God to show us what he's doing in our lives. And that's what he wants from us. So, if you are listening to this podcast and you are lost, you've never met Christ, a lot less of a chance of that. But if that's you, I can just tell you confidently, God's will for your life is that you meet Christ. That you come into a personal relationship with Christ. That you believe that he died on the cross for your sins. That he rose again on the third day. And you call upon him, placing your faith in what he did for you to save you from your sins, to save you from hell. Okay, If you are saved, then the reason, I don't know about you, I tell my church this and the youth that I lead, I, I tell them this all the time. I don't know about you, but when I called upon Christ, I did not get transported to the third heaven. I wasn't like, and in heaven for like two days. I just actually said amen, and I just got up. And just like, what about my day? Like everything else was normal. You got to stop the chuckling. My feet are jolting all over the couch. My wife is out of control, y'all. She's been tickled pink ever since I woke up. Um, I'm just yeah. Kidding. I'm just teasing. Um, but 
I just got up. Like, I didn't get up and, like, have butterflies in my tummy. I mean, like, I was excited and relieved. I was like, whew, God, 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 I got that settled. You know, that kind of thing. But God did not transport me to the third heaven. You know why he left me here? Because he's not done with me. Now that I'm saved, he's got a purpose for my life. And that purpose, and if you've called upon Christ, he's got a purpose for your life. And that purpose is that you would go out and win people to Christ that you would then build them up in their faith through the word of God and that you would encourage them to go out and do the same thing with other people. That's the whole mission and that's the whole purpose of your existence. Even if you're lost and you don't even believe in God, the very person that created you is Jesus Christ. He's got that purpose for your life even though you don't even know it right now. That's the reason we're alive. Like we talk about the mission a lot of times or the great commission. That's what it is. Is that right there? Yeah, I was just looking at Numbers uh, Numbers chapter 8, verse 11. It says, And Aaron shall offer the Levites before the Lord for an offering of the children of Israel that they may execute the service of the Lord. And that should be our, our goal yeah, as Christians. Like we may execute the service of the Lord. Amen. I like it. That'll <laughs> preach. That will preach. How long have we, we been going, Big Uh Just short of 30 minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, y'all, uh, we're going to do another podcast. We're going to drop it next week. But this is one that we wanted to get going because we have been about four weeks without a podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been a minute. So again, I'm sorry about that. We tried to do one last week, uh, but the beeping was too out of control. Nurses coming in, uh, trying to wake me up, and I was falling asleep, and uh, it was just a big old mess. So uh, right, right in the middle of talking, that joker was closing his eyes. Yeah, I, I woke up. I woke up from Big Kai starting to talk, and I was like, "You know, when you when you go to sleep and it feels like you've been asleep for either three minutes or three hours, that's what happened." And I was like, "I don't know how long I've been doing this." It happened. It was bad. So, um, I will say this from a selfish standpoint: if you're a faithful listener and you follow us on Facebook, hopefully you've already been praying. But you can continue to pray for me. Like I said, the biggest problems I'm having now is I got some nausea and my right eye is so crossed it makes a it makes me look retarded. Okay, so y'all pray for me there. Um I don't know if we can say those words on the oh, podcast. That's true. I'm sorry, y'all. It makes me look slow. I can't edit that, so I apologize. My eyes crossed, Tori. He looks like the, the guy on Waterboy. Yeah, I look like the guy on Waterboy, y'all. I tell you, it's hard recording in front of my wife. She makes me want to be a priest. Um, so y'all can pray for my eye that it would go back to normal because I can't bear raising my kids with this eye the way it is. <laughs> I can't bear I can't bear them having friends coming over when they're 12 years old and my eye look like this. It will kill my confidence for the rest of my life. Um, so y'all, in all seriousness, be praying for that. Uh, be praying for my headaches, my nausea, and then I just keep rebuilding strength. And these podcasts will get hotter and heavier as the strength comes back. And uh, we'll keep doing them, keep pumping them out. We're excited to post this one. God's got a plan for your life. He loves you. He wants to use you. Even through your eye going cross, he wants to use it for his glory. That's That's the truth. I'll leave you all with an applicable quote real quick. The man who is a success in life is the man that finds out what God wants him to do and does it. Amen. There you go. Glory. Apply this sword to your life. It's sharp. 
I sort of cut you coming and going. I actually didn't say anything about coffee at the beginning of this. We didn't. Oh, I did say I was drinking a Starbucks. Oh, did you? Oh. Amen, 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 amen. As our mentor would say. Amen, 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 amen. That's right. Amen. All right, we'll see you all in the next one. Thanks for listening.